I'm Katie Haynes, or as some of you might know me, The Doctor. You can find me at katiegangel44 on TikTok, and you have been listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Keep collecting. Speaking of which, I got this one, and I got all of these. I really should have a display for these. They all say who. Welcome back to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, the podcast that explores the world of Doctor Who collecting, all the collectors, and sometimes Doctor Who merchandise and just plain Doctor Who. Great place to do that. We're brought to you in part by Forbidden Planet and Bags Unlimited Incorporated. I am Larry Van Mersbergen, your host and producer, and I've been a Doctor Who collector now for 42 years. Uh, welcome to the 63rd episode. We're very excited to be here. We're celebrating 60 years of Doctor Who this year. What an amazing adventure that has been so far. Um, I actually uh, opened up one of the first Doctor Who stores in the Chicago area. It actually opened in Skokie in 1984. Um, after I was able to import Doctor Who items from the UK, uh, from pen pals that I had established, and I called the shop Bundles from Britain. I didn't think anything of it, because I was 15 years old at the time. And what we did was, or what I did, is I basically boxed everything up and I took it to every fan club meeting that I could get access to um, that would allow me to set up. And, uh, of course, that led to a very important uh, stop at the many companions of Doctor Who in Chicago, when after a meeting where I did particularly well, um, I was pulled aside by a gentleman who said, hey, I think you've got something here and we should probably uh, talk about a partnership. And that man was Gene Smith. And uh, Gene, of course, is the uh, CEO of Alien Entertainment, the head of DoctorWhoStore.com, and the showrunner of Chicago TARDIS. So, yes, things started right there. So I'm very proud to be part of that. And, of course, I had no idea it was that important until I picked up a book called Red, White, and Who, the Story of Doctor Who in America, and found my little company on page 384. I thought that was just crazy, but it's in a, it's in a history book now. So it's part of Doctor Who history. That is a humbling fact. Um, you can find this book uh, pretty much on eBay or Amazon now. It is, I believe, out of print. Uh, I will be contacting ATB Publishing to find out if another printing is due. But uh, you can find it out there. Amazon.com has used copies. They're a little bit more expensive than the uh, cover price, but definitely worth having a copy in your collection. We are part of the Direction Point Doctor Who Podcast Network, and you can find some great podcasts at directionpoint.org. Speaking of links, we have two wonderful resources that I include in every episode of the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. The first one, of course, is timelash.com, and when you arrive there, click on the TARDIS library. Create a free account and keep track of all your media items from Doctor Who, from books to um, videos and vinyl recordings. I don't believe magazines are part of that, but it's a great place to create want lists or look up what's coming out. He's got it up to date as far as what's being released now. 
Uh, it's a lot of work to keep that going. So we thank Mr. Dan O'Malley uh, for, for uh, keeping that up and running and keeping it free. If you need to do some deep dive research, like you need to know about a numbered item or a or an item that you know that you found in a charity shop that says Dalek cigarettes, what is this about? You need Howe's Transcendental Toy Box at DoctorWhoToyBox.co.uk, and of course, by Howe we mean we of course mean David J. Howe. He's a good friend and a great resource for collectors. Of course, he's also the author of the Target book and, of course, House Transcendental Toy Box from Telos Publications. If you're looking for great Doctor Who items at good prices, look no further than DoctorWhoStore.com. It's in the name. And that is the website of Alien Entertainment's Doctor Who Store. And they have a lot of sales running, a lot of great stuff. Uh, new stuff. They're also the North American Big Finish retailer, so you can get your Big Finish CDs right from them. Uh, you can also select free pickup from the Lombard location if you're in the Chicago suburbs and save on those shipping costs. That's a great thing. They also have a location in Logan Square in Chicago, so visit AlienEntertainment.com for those locations and store hours. Uh, you can also, of course, find great stuff at Forbidden Planet. And uh, they sponsor us uh, to a degree. And you can find us, uh, find their website right from our website at DoctorWhoCollectors.com. Select merchandise links and you can shop at Forbidden Planet right at, right there. Uh, we just get a small uh, commission off of each of those sales. And we are currently updating the site with items that are new. Uh, some of the items have become discontinued. So we are trying to make sure that that's up to date. Don't forget, we have an eBay store with lots of Target books and hardcover books and other items uh, to help keep the uh, lights on and the microphones working. So there you go. All proceeds, of course, benefit the podcast. In addition, of course, on our website to all our podcasts, we have one of the most definitive guides to classic hardcover books. We list a lot of reprints. We list information about um, why they're priced the way they are, why they're hard to find, um, print run information if it's available uh stuff about you know we just discovered uh, just for instance uh if you have a hardcover edition of the war games check your dust jacket because the first hundred or so have an error printed they have terence dick's photo with malcolm hulk's biography they stopped the presses they took terence dick's photo out and just left the uh the bio my copy of the war games just has the biography without the photo but I was I recently received a photograph of a copy with the photo. So that actually makes a difference with the price. So there you go. That's why it's important to have the information. We're here to educate as well as entertain. So that's the whole point here. Chicago TARDIS 2023 is now set for November 2023, Thanksgiving weekend. Join us for the 60th anniversary convention. The best convention in the Midwest, and uh, you can find out more at chicagotardis.com. As of right now, there are no announcements that are made. We were told that guest announcements would be happening uh, in the early part of January, but nothing has happened yet, and here we are in the middle of March. So um, I will update you as much as possible, but go to the website, get on their email list, and you can be updated as quickly as possible. You don't want to miss this year's convention. I'm sure that the guest list will be good. And all the panels will be good, of course. And, of course, I hope to return with the uh, Doctor Who Collector Showcase. It was full last year, and we want to keep that rolling. 
Uh, here's what else is going on. Of course, I am also confirmed to be a, a guest at Consinity 2023. That's Saturday, April 22nd from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Dirks Hall at the Milwaukee School of Engineering University in Milwaukee. Um, I will have a table there with some Doctor Who goodies for sale, as well as a, a session on Doctor Who collecting. So uh, I might also be on a panel for something else as well. So just uh, keep... Uh, tuned in here and our website, of course, for those events. I will be presenting a virtual session and Doctor Who games and at Oricon 23. That's an Oregon convention. A little bit difficult for me to get to Oregon, so they were very happy to um, add me as a virtual guest. Uh, I'm also confirmed to be an in-person guest at one of the growing Doctor Who festivals in the Midwest, and that's Doctoberfest. And uh, that will be, um, let's see, I don't have a date on that yet, but we'll get that to you soon. Other guests will be announced when those are confirmed. Um, and uh, they're looking at some good ones, so stay tuned. I will have the Doctor Who Collector Showcase and Traveling Museum in a dedicated room. So there we go. Uh, more information to come. Um, I've also been tentatively confirmed to be a guest at the Twin Cities Console Room in 2024. That's in Minneapolis. And um, I am hoping to be at Gallifrey One in 2024. We'll see how that goes. So watch this space for those things as well. Uh, new to the collection, uh, as of this recording, a complete set of Doctor Who Marvel comics in mint condition. That was a nice find. Uh, a couple of games, the Dalek Battle Through Time and the Exterminate Buzz Wire game are here as well. And that's part of my gaming research. So that's you know part of the podcast. That's all for now. So stay tuned. I am working on another set of YouTube videos on the collection called Scenes from the Shelf. Some of those pictures have gone out on Instagram and Facebook, you know, little snippets of what is on the shelves. And I'm going to go through in, in great detail. So just look for our YouTube channel. You can just go to YouTube and search for the Doctor Who Collectors podcast. All of our podcasts are there as well, as well as a couple of videos. Um, we've had a lot of controversy about rumors regarding second or third printing of classic hardcover books uh, floating around the various social media channels. Um, I've closed the door on the space war rumor of a third printing. No one has any evidence of that. Uh, no one in the credible world of Doctor Who collecting has come up with anything other than it's just somebody said they had one. And so that doesn't, that is not good enough. Um, if if there one if one does exist out there, um, we'd like to see some photographic proof, because only with concrete proof can we update our website to make sure that it is accurate for collectors. So if you have such a book that is not listed on our guide, a third printing, a second printing that nobody knew about, we're still kind of holding in the air that Brain of Morbius second printing because there is a source that lists that, uh, but the other source does not. So. Maybe one's out there, maybe one isn't. Maybe it was planned and never done. Kind of like Attack of the Cybermen. Um, in 1985, we got word from Lyle Stewart uh, that they were going to be doing Attack of the Cybermen in hardcover. And we, of course, pre-ordered 100 copies, thinking that was going to be a big seller. It never actually got published. Uh, it got published in Target paperback form, but not in hardcover. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> of course, I love talking to collectors. If you're a collector and you'd like to share your story, uh, contact me here, Podcast at gmail.com, and uh, we can get you on the show. On today's show, of course, uh, we are wrapping up Gallifrey 1, 33 and a third, 
you know, the revolution. <laughs> With my very special guest, returning guest, Miss Katie Haynes, our favorite 13th Doctor cosplayer. She's always fun to talk to. And by the way, uh, we are ranked uh, on Feedspot. They rank the top 90 Doctor Who podcasts based on listenership and social media presence and all that. And we are number 33 in that list. So that's pretty good. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, hey, we made the list. <laughs> and some of the other Direction Point podcasts are on that list as well. So it's a really good thing to check out. You can find more about that if you just Google Feedspot. Or I believe it's Feedspot.com. But if I'm wrong, Google Feedspot. And thank you for your support. Um, if you want to see exclusive material that we can't show you on a podcast because it's audio, like our video interviews and things that we show each other on the on the videos here and all that, and some of the things that the, the guests have shown up, um, you can see those videos on our Patreon page. And at the $15 level or above, and of course, those funds are important, keeps the microphones working. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com backslash Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, and you can support us there. You can also support us at any level. At the $10 level, you'll get one day early access to this podcast. Our theme song is Who's Doctor Who, composed by Barry Mason and Les Reed, performed by our friend Fraser Hines. If you want to share this podcast, uh, we are available almost anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Podbean. Uh, we are not on Spotify. We are a Direction Point Network podcast, and you can find out more about that at directionpoint.org. Well, it's time for my time. My time is a chance to talk about anything related to Doctor Who and my opinions and my uh, they're solely mine. But um, I was wanting to address recent issues with uh, collectors out there, or would-be collectors out there, getting what we call scammed. Uh, that is, you agree to make a purchase, you send the money, and then nothing happens. There's just crickets chirping. And that's a problem. That is a serious problem because, on the one hand, that really kind of bites into legitimate sellers out there. And there are legitimate sellers out there. Um, you know, speaking on, on Facebook, of course, if you're looking for a reputable Doctor Who person, then you can look for uh, Dale Santos, Elwithis Pagan, David Russell, uh, Aaron, Aaron's Collectibles, that's A-R-O-N. Um, and you can find those out there. Those are legitimate. Um, some of the tips you can follow for keeping yourself safe uh, include when you send a payment, especially through PayPal or one of those other or Venmo, um, make sure you select the option for purchase goods or services. And I know that there's a fee involved and the seller usually has to pay that fee. And they sometimes will say, don't do that. You know, if it's a reputable dealer, that's fine. But if you don't know this person from Adam, click that box because then you have an out. If you can prove through, you know, keep all your messages. And by the way, if you're using Facebook Messenger, take a screenshot of every message so that you have some proof. I know it's a little more work, but if you want to be protected and you're parting with money, uh, make sure that you take care of yourself. Um, of course, you can always email me at doctorwhocollectorspodcast at gmail.com. If you're unsure about something, I'm more than happy to check it out for you. 
So there you go. Uh, and just, you know, just stay, you know, to the to the reputable places out there. There's so many wonderful places you can shop for Doctor Who items. I mentioned DoctorWhoStore.com. Uh, there are uh, good eBay channels out there. By the way, eBay has a protection program in place. Um, Amazon.co.uk has a lot of great stuff. Uh, Abebooks.com also comes with protections and things like that. So, you know, stick with the reputable dealers as first and then... You know, if you're looking at a private sale, make sure you're doing it through Facebook Marketplace or, you know, or let it so ask, ask around, you know, post on some of the Doctor Who um, posts out there from Facebook or whatnot, or groups, I should say, and, and ask, hey, has anybody heard of this guy? Uh, don't wait till after you get scammed because that's, those are the ones I read. It's like, has, does anybody know this guy? I sent him $300 and then there's nothing. And I just feel bad for that person because that means somebody got ripped off. And... That's that's not what this is about. It really puts a bad taste in your mouth and nobody wants to do that. That's just not right. So there you go. That's my time. And uh, coming up uh, after the break here, we've got our interview with uh, with Katie Haynes, who's uh, she's basically without caffeine. She is on full <laughs> and we love that. She's a, she's an amazing person. Uh, we also have the most outrageous offer. We'll be talking about that most outrageous offer, a copy of Doctor Who Empire of Death. Uh, you'll be surprised to see what one seller is asking for it. So there we go. So stay tuned. Are you ready to travel through time with us? Then check out Traveling the Vortex, a Doctor Who podcast. For nearly seven years and more than 500 episodes, we've traveled from one end of the vortex to the other, making different stops with different doctors, reviewing everything from TV stories to audio plays, from books to comics, and more. Sean, Keith, and Glenn take you on a journey through 50-plus years of Doctor Who episodes and spinoff materials. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, so be sure to check us out. And now, we're a proud member of Direction Point, a Doctor Who podcast network. You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Keep collecting. We are going on a journey, a very long journey, through the world of the Target novelizations and publication order. Every week, we are looking at a new book, talking about Terrace Dix, Malcolm Hulk, and all our Doctor Who novelization friends. Whatever you do, keep turning the pages. This is Jason Miller of the Doctor Who Literature Podcast, a member of the Direction Point Podcast Network, and you are listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Keep collecting. Hi, I'm Juliet. And I'm Nathan. Experience Doctor Who from the very beginning through a classic fan's eyes. And through the eyes of a new Who fan. Reminisce and relive those classic moments with Nathan as he offers fun insight. Or experience them for the first time with Juliet as she dwells on social issues, history, fashion, and the size of a flashlight. We're the Time Streams Podcast. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Keep collecting. What is your native planet? Gallifrey. I am a Time Lord. Ah, yes. A race of great technical achievement. But lacking the morale to withstand a determined assault. No, you think so? I'm only a lowly commander, Doctor. I merely quote from the appreciation circulated by our military intelligence. Yes, but you'll be well advised never to put that appreciation to the test, Lynx. 
Up there is the scanner. Those are the doors. That is a chair with a pander on it. Sheer poetry, dear boy. And now it's time for our main story. Uh, we just wrapped up Gallifrey 1, 33 and a third, which was out in Los Angeles, California. And the 33 and a third, by the way, is, is a reference to how old that convention is. It is 33 years and a third old. The first Galley 1 convention was held on May 25th, 1990. And it was the guests, by the way, were John Pertwee, John Nathan Turner, and John Levy. It was called so, the Three Johns. Yes, that it was. was. Someone the told me Johns. that story. It was. It was the three. They called it the Three Johns Convention. And, and yes, realized, yes. And joining oh me God. is one of my frequent guests, Katie Haynes, <laughs> <laughs> who jumped in before I could introduce her. But that's okay. You don't need an introduction. You're you're part of this show now. So. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, no. the three Johns back in 1990. Now, here's another interesting little tidbit, because um, many people don't know that Gallifrey One and Chicago TARDIS are inexplicably connected uh, because before it was Chicago TARDIS, it was Visions. Visions started in November of 1990, just a few months after Galley. That's why Gene Smith is on the board for Galley One. Um, I'm one year older than Gallifrey One. Because yes. I just realized, I because I'm I, I'm I'm 33 years old right now. I am one year older than Galley. Okay, well there you go. And of course, both conventions came out of the ashes of Spirit of Light, which held the two biggest conventions in history, which were back in 1984 and 1985 in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, those were the conventions that had Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and a whole list of people that um, were. You know, it was a, a huge convention. Unfortunately, Spirit of Light overspent its budget. They cheated some actors. Uh, the guy who ran it wasn't very honest. And as a result, it uh, TARDIS 23 never happened. And people lost. Some people got their money back. Some didn't. Um, but that's how that worked. Of course, Visions lasted from 1990 to 1998. Uh, 1999 was canceled. And then in 2000, it came out of the ashes as Chicago TARDIS. So um, that's how that convention kind of mirrors Gallifrey One. And you'll find, you probably saw at Galley One, all of the Chicago TARDIS staff at Galley One. Yes! They were, they were yes! all there. Um, and that's usually a place where, where they, they go. And a lot of times they talk with um, the artists to try to work out contracts and things like that. But um, that's, you know, that's just Can the, I do a uh, mini plug. Can I no, do a go ahead. Go for, ahead. for your listeners? Sure. Um, this is going out to the Chicago TARDIS staff. There are two act, will really bring everybody, but the, if there are two people that I think would be brilliant for you to bring, um, Richard Price, he is a Cyberman mm -hmm. performer. He is a Sea Devils performer. He's on um, uh, Twitter a lot, as well as Simon, I'm... I'm gonna. I gotta remember his last name. Simon Karu. Uh, Karu. I think that's right. He's also another Cyberman performer. They were both there at Galley. It. They are the guest list this year at Galley was unbelievable. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And, yeah. Um, just get. I'm telling Galley, uh, Chicago Tardis, spend the money. Get Jody back here. Get get Chris. Uh I'll, I'll be honest. I, I made that comment uh, on one of the uh, uh, one of my one of my dear friends who was at the galley one was Tony Lee. I don't know if you saw him out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no
no, 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 I have. Oh my God. I owe Tony Lee. We're Tony Lee was on stage with Jody for. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to jump ahead for one second. Sure, we're going to yeah. jump ahead because as you were going to say, Tony Lee, Tony Lee hosted the script read along. Yes, yes, yes. Tony Whitaker. And um, so I think, and I, of course I pay to go. If Jody's doing it, I'm doing it. Um, so I shoot my hand up and I'm waving around and Jody says, well, this person's been practicing my accent. She's got to come up. So I come up, she plays Yaz. I play the doctor. <laughs> and, um, we've got this big to do where we're actually holding hands. I can't believe she, I can't believe she did that. And then, so the whole thing is a blast. Yes. Um, they, they brought, um, Chris Chibnall uh, was there yes, and they yes. brought him up and Jordan brought him up purposefully because um, he writes a lot of, uh, let's call it science y and big words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she purposefully wanted him to say those words in a Dalek voice. Oh, that's funny. And he was he 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 was so upset because he says, "My, my uh, Nick Briggs lives uh, a a few a block away from me." Um, so they got <laughs> him to voice the Dalek, and it was so funny because um, people are coming up and they're all getting hugs from Jody. Now, now the person who I performed with, um, we didn't get hugs. So me being me, I was like. I didn't get a hug. I said out loud, I didn't get a hug. And Tony says, I didn't get a hug. So I come up, I come around, I go up to give him a hug. He's like, no, no, this is my origin story. And I, I, I got to send him this, I got to send him this podcast when this is over because at the end of the run, it was wonderful. They actually, actually, I'm going to remember that, actually, sorry. For those of you who don't know, um, this took two years, this accent took two years mm -hmm. to learn. Yes. And I practice it whenever I can. And I actually, uh, I got a couple of Doctor Who actors to say, where, where are you from? And I was so yes. Notably, Fraser Hines. Oh, Fraser, <laughs> yeah. as, as it has been said before, on this, uh, on this podcast, um, when you buy, if you buy a, if you buy a general admission ticket to any Doctor Who con, it comes with Fraser Hines. Fraser Hines comes with your ticket. I know I've said it before, and and, and, yeah, and you will again. <laughs> so at the very end, they actually got Jodie to do her original uh, regeneration line. Because mm. a lot of people, some people don't know uh, her original regeneration line was not tag Yore. It was actually, um, I think it was. I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Uh, but it's going to be brilliant. Mm. So if you paid for, here we go. Here we go. Stay there. Okay. <laughs> well, while, while she's doing that, you know, Tony Lee, uh, I had commented on one of the posts and I said, well, Chicago TARDIS, why can't you get Jody Whitaker? And Tony Lee wrote back one line and he said money. <laughs> and that was uh that was Tony's uh answer. He kind of and I I know it's money, it's a lot of money to bring out the big guns, but I always said to that's what gets, that's what yeah. gets galley one, galley one was sold out. Yes, completely sold that out. That did not happen last year, probably because of COVID. That didn't I don't know if that happened the year before. It was Saturday was insane. Yes, yes. The yes. amount of running that was going around, the lines were out the door. 
Um, it was, well, and that's and that and and hopefully the CT staff is listening and noted that because that's you know last year Chicago Tardis Saturday did sell out, um, and we could and of course that's because they capped the numbers a little lower due to the first year back from pandemic. We're coming up to the second year out, and um, we're we're hoping that you know, the COVID policy is updated a little bit so that they can open the doors to more people. But I said, if you bring in a heavy duty guest like Jody, charge a little more, you know, yeah, charge, charge, and, and people will come from all yes. over the place because that's where they want to be. And, exactly. and, and, and you don't have to stack the deck with so many guests. I mean, it's great. Oh. Now, now this is not a slight to my big finish friends. I love them to death. And big finish, um, you are gold. I love you. Yes, absolutely. We just, um, we just had Every Tim, Tra we just had Tim trailer on the, on the podcast. Uh, and uh, you just, a uh, you know, one of the, one of the, friendliest, nicest guys you've ever known. Uh, and of course, Lauren Cornelius and Sadie Miller. And we're still trying to get Daisy Ashford. She's uh, oh. she's she's uh, she hasn't answered back, but we'll, we'll get her. Um, but anyway, it's like I love those folks. But I know that that's kind of the big draw for Chicago TARDIS is that because uh, Alien Entertainment is the North North American distributor for Big Finish, that's a big thing for um, for for them. But it'd be nice if you got Jody Whitaker and uh, you know we had Tozen Cole. I mean, a couple of years ago we had Tozen. Yeah, I mean, and he was great. I I, I love talking to him. Um, but um, you know, so I I thought you know with and I, of course Galley One is the largest Doctor Who convention in America. So um, so you know, go ahead and uh, you know, you went and you got that that script signed. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so this is um, if you paid for a ticket. You got a signed script by Jody Autograph. That's uh, great. Got a signed but at the very end, Jody does her regeneration. It's beautiful. She goes off. And I think, all right, I've got to I'm gonna finish the joke. And I go up to Tony and I give him a hug. And he says, Here. And he hands me a script that is not signed. Oh. Only one that's not signed. Because it was the script that Jody herself used. Oh, how about that? So, yeah, and I yep. went and I got it signed by oh, that's Jody. nice. And I also and got Chris it Chimball. by Chris Chimball. And that's, I, I, there, I, are, I, there are script collectors out there right now with their tongues on the floor. <laughs> also, I love uh, someone, someone didn't, if you go to Galway, one of the things you know is that the, the ribbon culture. Yeah, oh yes, yes. So I uh, I gave this to Chris and I gave it to Jodie. It says 13 is my second heart in Gallifreyan. Oh, that's great. That's great. And um, there was someone who, who didn't have ribbons. They had little stamps. So that's a snardis. A snardis. Oh, I love it. Yeah. A, a, a snail with a tardis. On the a snail with a tardis, if you're for my listeners there. And, and the Gallifreyan seal. Seal of wrestling. Okay. And... Um, a lot of a lot of people know that um, I have mixed feelings about Chris Chibnall's writing. Oh sure. Uh, some of it I love. Some of it I love. Some of it, you know, I've said it before. I'm like Chibs, go sit in the and I call, call Chibs now, of course. Uh, Chibs, go sit in the corner, think about what you did. But you will genuinely never meet a nicer, more humble, just lovely fellow. And oh, I that's what I hear. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so um, here's a little treat for your uh, people who are watching this podcast. The, uh, okay. the, the, 
all my Patreon viewers here. And uh, if you're not on Patreon, now's the time to get on. So you can see this wonderful thing. So um, I go up, my friend Dominic is there and and she, uh, she records this. Now you're not, you were not allowed to record during the script reading. I know really you should not record it, Gally. No, Uh, no. It's just a, yeah, just a common sense thing. But um, so I go up. Where is it? Because I, I don't want to show. Someone did record my interaction with Jordan. I'm not going to show that. Because okay. But um, come on, where is it? Um, because I'd met I'd I'd met him, and uh, one thing that people might not know about Gallo One is that there are cocktail hours. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And yes. that's where you can go and spend a little bit of little bit of time with all of the guests, and they they are lovely blogs. Like I was talking with, um. <laughs> Uh, Craig Ells was there who plays yes. Count Mister. Richard was there. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, but he does a. He was the dead. He was in Dead Ringers. Okay. For, um, Is that the guy that did Tom Baker? Tom Baker. Yeah, in the Dead Ringers. Oh, he. That was. Those were always I was brilliant. Like, I was like, you're the train bloke. You're the train bloke. Yeah. And by six degrees of separation, we actually have worked together. Yes. Um, because I did uh, an audio with Matt Chambers, who is a my godfather, is a dear friend of mine. He knows him, and they got him on to play the uh, the brigadier, and he was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get in line because I'm like, I've got to have chips signed. This and okay, all right. Jody char Jody was charging eighty for an autograph. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty reasonable, it was, actually. <laughs> it was forty for. Um, Sophie, I think it was okay. 60 for Colin. Guess how much chip, uh, chips charged? How much? Take a wild guess. 50? Lower? 20? Go lower. Go lower. 10? Go lower. Five? He charged nothing. Nothing. Nothing to get. Free autographs from Chris Chibnall. And wow. so where is it? I'm going to find it because it's... Well, that's okay. Because uh, while you're while you're looking, I'll just let the listeners know that uh, Gallifrey uh, One's Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Every time a bell rings, a weeping angel gets its wings. Uh, tickets go on sale next month, and uh, that's already getting going here. They're announced. They've announced the event. They have not announced any guests as of now, um, but uh, that will be coming soon. And of course, this will be the one right after the 60th anniversary. So oh, as it's, it's going to be going, huge. It's going to be a big convention. That's why I'm trying to see if I can if I can work my way to getting getting there. If I can fly out on Friday and fly back Sunday, I, it'd be worth um, at least getting out there for the for the for the podcast anyway. Oh yeah, you found it. Okay. It's not going to show. No, yeah. no, that's all right. Well, can I get it? No, it's not going to work. What you can do, though, is, uh, you know, for uh, for post-production, and uh, that's fine, you can send me that video. I can I can edit it in. Every single universe, every single doctor in the universe took my hand and said, run. But 13 was the first one that put a star in my hand and said, come see the universe with me. That's great. And um, I do start crying there. Look at the smile on his face. Oh, my gosh. He just lit up. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's fun. 
Oh, what a wonderful moment. And I started crying. I said, I wish she was still the doctor. And he said, she will always be the doctor. And then... And that, he was, he was amazing. so warm. He was so loving. Um, I actually rode back on a shuttle with him. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, to get back to the airport. Uh, absolute love. The amount of 13s who were there this Oh, year. sure. Yes, yes. So oh, I, yeah. owe, I do owe, I owe Tony um, for that autograph, which was um, one of the best well, uh, for that script. And now having that and being like, yeah, this isn't just a script she signed. This is a script she used. used. Like, oh. her, her hands were on it. That's uh, great. You know, it got a little folded, but I'm like, you know what? And it's That's, and everything oh. in here is amazing. Well, t- Tony's a great guy. I've known him for He's incredible. I've known him for many years, and uh, he and I always catch up a lot when he goes when he comes to Chicago. We we usually catch up and oh, I. Um, I He's I, need known, buy, um, I need to buy him dinner. Like I live, oh, need to buy well, he'll, him. He'll he'll accept. Yeah, <laughs> um, he, uh, he was. He's a pretty. He's a very good author and and illustrator, and uh, he's written a lot of Bernie Summerfield adventures. Oh and, yes, and um, things like that. So you know, he's he's pretty uh, he's pretty on that stuff, and just a just a wonderful all around guy. You know, and last time I saw him, he like threw his arm around me and said, "Larry, how you doing?" And it was it was just really wonderful to that I saw him go out there and. You know, he loves coming over to this country. I I wish, quite frankly, I wish he would take me back with him. <laughs> um, but it was, it was really, everyone was in the highest of spirits, the cosplayers. Oh, yes, yes. Playing. Um, there was a huge, and I do mean huge, 13th Doctor meetup where literally. Oh, look was, at that. Yeah. There was everybody. There That's were, amazing. There were thir- anyone from the 13 era. Um, we had we had 13s. We had oh, one of my friends showed up as Rasputin. My friend Chris. Oh wow! Went down to <laughs> the um, he went down to the dance on uh. Saturday um, because a lot of people there. There are certain things that happen at Galley every single year. There are those mm. there's the ribbon exchanges. Right, right. There's the In-N-Out Burger Run, which for yes. those who are not frequent in California, In-N-Out you, is a- You've got to do right it. There. I love In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> it is It is probably one of the few fast food places on the planet where I can say you, what for what you get, you get a great amount of food. Um, I, I I do, it's a lot of fun. They actually didn't have their, um, their milkshakes. Oh, yeah working at the time i think it's a i think it's a uh, law that milkshake machines break down that's the mcdonald's rule you know oh but i mean i think (laughs) but i actually think they shut it down because they knew the galley people were coming in and it's a big event like oh it is that's a that's a big that's a big convention in la i know and they got everyone they got dominic who for those of you in the fan community he is you got you should try to get him on like he he is a wealth of Doctor Who. Knowledge. I was gonna say when I saw that photo, I thought you were standing with Richard Ariardi. Oh, but, uh, I, that's I, that. I thought that wouldn't surprise me that he would go either. He's a huge oh, Doctor Who fan. He's amazing. <laughs> I, I I honestly, Richard, I would. The, I I've gotten into debates with my 
fiance. Uh, one of the few fight, one of the few debates we've ever had is whether or not Richard Iowati would be a good doctor. I think he. I would. thought he would be. I, I um, honestly thought he was a contender. Uh, because yeah, uh, I, I wanted him. Know, I really wanted him. his his uh, roles on IT Crowd and Travel Man and Gadget Man were all brilliant. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not doing uh, Travel Man anymore, but uh, um, just just a wonderful actor. So this is my friend, Eric, who okay. um, a lot of people know on TikTok is Perfect 10 cosplay. Yeah. yeah. And he's actually done stand in work for David Tennant. Oh, and wow. another big event that happens is the Ice Cream Social. That's kind of the kickoff party for Doctor Who, um, which is followed by karaoke. They usually have karaoke two nights in a row, but the um, Thursday night is the karaoke night. Okay. And so it's like one in the morning and someone runs up to him and says, oh my God, you look exactly like David Tennant. I have to text him. And it's Chris Oh, oh my gosh. At oh, one in the morning, Chris Chibnall crashed the- um, and, and texted David Tennant. Oh, that's wild. Apparently and texted David Tennant saying, hey, there's somebody at the, um, at the con who looks exactly like you. And we were all like, we were oh. all- last that's wonderful that um, is wonderful all of the cosplayers were out. So there was a group i hope i got a i must have gotten a photo of them all of the masters there's my friend chris yes adam uh i anyone who knows me knows that i would literally lay on train tracks for missy i would also lay on train tracks for sasha du for uh, sasha master. those I've are met, my masters right there i've Maybe met michelle gomez she, she's absolutely wonderful oh my god i would literally i, she I was at be, uh she was at tardis a few years ago i would yeah. not be able to control myself that woman is holy in my eyes well she was she was very uh i would say uh, probably the most flirty of the of the female actresses i've ever met even though she, that's uh she's of course she's married to a, a wonderful actor who was in yeah. i5 and all that oh but, yeah, yeah but she was she was very uh um very forth forthcoming and forward right. and and just a uh, wonderful uh because uh i you know when i when i sat i sat next to her at one of the meet and greets and i said i just have to say i loved you in green wing and she would look at me and said do you know that how many that everybody we all got our start on that show all these famous british actors are on this it's a silly sitcom called green oh wing. i know green wing yeah. it's so i it's if if you're not a fan of adult humor, I highly oh yeah, it's it's very adult and very it. silly. It's but it's insane. got you know, it's got so many big names in there. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, and and uh, and she of course plays the HR person, and she said she had a blast working with all those people doing that show, and that's oh. how she got she got launched to her career, and of course, uh, playing Missy, and of course, my favorite scene with uh, with Michelle Gomez is when she's standing with. Uh, Jenna Coleman over this pit and says, oh, that, that, oh, how deep do you think that is? <laughs> and she pushes her into it. Oh, okay, about 20 feet. <laughs> and, so my my wonderful yeah. fiance, um, yeah. who does puppetry, he actually does yes, yes. puppetry under the name uh, Monster Time Troop. Um, I want to find it because we did one together because I'm okay. like, we have to do this. Um, anyone who knows... I go and visit him every year in London. He um, he takes me to the Who shop every year. It is a um, which, by the way, always great to see Auntie Alex and Kevin at the Who shop. They were there. Everyone was in full swing. Um, yes, yes, I yeah, I just got actually I just got a message from those folks at the Who shop because um, 
they are sending me one of the 60th anniversary jackets. Oh, oh. you have them on sale! Yes. <laughs> so oh. it's on its way, on its way right now. Uh, I just want to mention to my listeners here that uh, Galley One this year had 3,104 attendees. So um, that was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, Jody Whitaker's first appearance at a dedicated Doctor Who convention. And uh, just just an absolute, uh, absolute amazing, amazing convention. And the, the amount of people that were involved in that show, including, including many, many people who um, are on the staff of Chicago TARDIS. Uh, in addition, my, I don't know if you got a chance to meet my other good friends out there, David Howe and Samantha Howe. David think- J. Howe. They, they had a booth out there at, at, uh, for Telos Publications. <gasps> Wait a minute. Um- uh, for the art, right? Yeah. Art, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, David is David is the lar- David has the largest Doctor Who collection in the world. Um, I'm I'm I've been told I have the largest one in the United States. I don't oh know. Oh my god! But, uh, but that's David. David and I are very good friends. We we uh, we I've had him well, on the there podcast. There are so many, many times. people that I am going to have to send this podcast to. Yes. Because, like, <laughs> if you thought I was a because I literally so I I went off on a ten minute rant uh, uh, to Dominic and his friends about how they can now successfully put a TARDIS in the UK pavilion in Epcot and have it be, and have it canonically fit into Dr. Who. I, you know, I, I was the other day I was, I was watching an episode of uh, Star Trek uh, discovery and uh, I, I love the show, by the way, it's a little off the topic, but they were in this, this, this space station where there was no gravity and they were going around corners. And I thought, it'd be great if there was a TARDIS sitting right there floating yes! in the air. And I thought that would, totally make the uh you know but um, unfortunately only one time doctor who crossed into the star trek world and that was in a fan fiction that was the- 1983 by uh jane airy the doctor and the enterprise no so- there wasn't there was a um th- there was a comic well there was it- a published star yes. trek doctor who comic oh yeah that was way later yeah, uh, but the, the earliest one is a, is a fan fiction that we, okay. actually co- we actually covered that on a on a podcast that was written as uh, as a uh, Gene Gene Airy did the original Star Trek cast with Tom Baker, and um, it, it's quite a story actually. It's not not it was written as fan fiction. Uh, it got stolen from her and published without her knowledge, sadly. And uh, she she fought that tooth and nail. Actually, wrote letters to. Uh, NBC Universal and BBC for saying, "Hey, these guys are publishing this, and that's your property," and kind of called out yeah. the cops on them, but Good. it didn't stop them, uh, unfortunately. But that's uh, that's one of the, you know, just one of those things. I love I love crossovers, and I hope that continues Me to too. happen. Well, anyway, what were the what were the big like the big highlights of, of Galley One? The biggest, I mean, the biggest for me was Jody seeing oh, okay. Jody um being near um i'll show so there were a few um and i'll take you guys with me um so i got (laughs) there was a wonderful seller there um who had all of these wonderful posters okay and basically i kind of snuck I, i snuck in because i wanted to say hi to auntie alex and kevin um and they were selling all of these 
beautiful posters of Jody that I'd never seen before. And I was like, can I, if we go like very somewhat under the table. Oh, wow. Can I, that was, so the, that in the middle, that is an art print. Right, yeah. Uh, that I got um, <clears throat> at the uh, the charity auction. So uh, a wonderful artist did this one as well. I'm going to turn you around really quick. So, um, so my, my visual listeners will be getting Sophie, this, but meeting. Oh Sophie yes. Again. Yes. Um, meeting Janet, Janet Fielding. Yeah. All I, of the Cybermen uh, who, who were, who were just outstanding. Oh, that's great. That's um, great. Craig Ellis, who, uh, I don't know if it's very clear, but he signed it. Um, bring me back my human <laughs> made me so insanely happy because i said just write whatever you want on there sure yeah um and then so at the very top that's fan art yeah i love yeah. jody and i was so oh, happy that. um this was the first time that i premiered the dr master outfit. yeah yeah got the sylvester sweater going there and all. i that. went nuts i was like i'm gonna premiere this at um at galley one. Oh, that's and great yeah. incredible and i actually it i it is the first time i've looked at myself since i put on this cosplay and i'm like i look good in this we should have gotten <laughs> a little more time of jody in that outfit that's all i'm saying yes um yeah. and literally i got every single photo with her that i possibly could oh that's great and that's wonderful is, now one thing that i want to know my friend adam mm -hmm. uh you can can you see the sonic that i'm holding yes that is an actual um metal made sonic yes go in there and you can hold it while you're um while you're taking it and apparently when he did his photo op with jody she held it was like oh real one yeah um, yeah there's a those are those are the ones made i know i the name's gonna escape me but if my listeners want to go back two or three episodes to the brian wiga episode he was the one that did sonic up and had the complete history of the sonic screwdriver including the guy that makes the real ones so uh, you can do that. And if I think about it in post-production, I'll insert it here. But yeah, there are some really good Sonics out there. And they did. Um, I love the fact that the she green did, screen. Yeah, yeah, the green screen one was a lot of fun. Like, how would the doctor react to a cosplayer being in her TARDIS? Um, and that was great. I'm going to see if I because I put them down a little low. I have no room in my apartment. I literally <laughs> I have no room in my apartment. But um well it's like my, my this is my space here that i can keep my my who stuff in so <laughs> um if we go down a little more obviously we have uh frazier oh, and then frazier, colin colin was a love oh you lo i love colin and so sweet and katie freaking manning you should have mentioned my name to her i that would have gotten you a little bit more she is, <laughs> she's a dear she friend is a national fluxing treasure absolutely she oh is, she is she is a love she is warm she is oh my god and so okay so uh, some people don't know she um apparently she oh i got the frame she oh that, she loves yeah. um what is it she loves maple syrup yes and a couple from canada brought her apparently we do it wrong you're not supposed to put your maple syrup in a jar you're supposed to put it in a um in a a, a can 
like a soup can. Right, like it's and a can. That's the, the, the real stuff is in a can, yeah. Can of um of um uh of maple syrup. And this was the con that I realized if I go to if I'm gonna buy stuff, which is probably unless they make additional Jody stuff, that's probably not gonna happen anymore. I mean, I spend oh no, I no, it my, will, it will. I spend um, my money on experiences. I spend my money on fan art. Yes. The Jody uh, Jody stuff is going to continue because the money train on Doctor Who merchandise has just quadrupled in the last five years. And even though some things didn't take off very well, but the, the uh, action figures and the things are starting to really, uh, people are going into stores in England and buying them all, holding on to them and then gouging them out on eBay for ridiculous prices. I never it, thought I would get my grubby little paws on this. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought that this was an impossibility for me, particularly after Galley. Mm. Oh, the backpack. Yeah. This, this this was like $200. Yeah, yeah. God only knows how I got lucky. I I love that. I love that. I'll never wear I love this thing. I love it so much. I had to hold it on the plane coming home. Oh, no, no. Like I didn't get it there. Oh, you got it. Um, I, I, I found okay. it. Like I was hunting around. I'm like, oh my God, I got it, which is that and this. Uh-huh. Um uh Oh, the 13 Funko with, with the, the coat. coat. With the coat, with which the is coat. it should have been from the beginning. Yes. Uh, oh, gosh. Logo. That's nice. I, I'm, so, I'm so mad about that. But other yeah. than that, yeah. like, I will spend, um, like, if you're if you're a Whovian and you've, you're, cl- I'm, I, I, I'm going <coughs> to put out fan art. Someone at another con, somebody gave me a 3D printed confession dial. Nice. Like Whovians are one of are the nicest people. One of my friends sent me, and I do have a reaction to this, and I've got to put it up. She took a box and she decorated it exactly. I'm keeping this. The Kerblam Kerblam box. Yeah, the Kerblam box. Oh Um, need some bubble wrap though. Oh no, 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 you didn't. (laughs) But um, I don't know. Have you gotten your um have you gotten your hands on these yet? Because I got oh, I got mine and I want to be now that when I got it, I actually got it imported. Um okay. So these are staying in the box, unfortunately, unless I can get another set. Oh, I've got, um, one, I've got one on the way. Yes. So yes. I, I love I here's the thing. Like I love I love Jody's. Jody's yeah. turned out outstanding. Yeah, the 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 yeah, the David Tennant, Jody. Yeah, that that is a very uh sought after item nowadays. This Gosh. is she was signing. So I looked over at one point. Um she was signing a couple of these. Yeah, for I'm so sure, the signed yeah. ones are probably gonna go up for auction. I don't know last year if they went up this year. Um, it might have uh, been this year because that I would just want to mention that they raised over ten thousand dollars on the charity auction. Oh, they yeah, and so. I think I think Mandip Gill took my advice. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna put this back really quick. Um oh, sure, and the uh Last year at one of the um, meet and greets, um, Mandip was crazy. She wanted all of the ribbons. Like yes, she- yes. I saw I saw a picture of Jody holding a mile of ribbon. Because <laughs> that's the, you know, the, the ribbon con oh, yeah, started yeah, at Galley and then kind of moved over to, yeah. I know. Yeah, so this was uh, last year. This was... 
um this was chicago tardis yeah that guy oh i see some of mine on there yeah (laughs) um yeah one of the ones uh one of the things that i'm really trying to do now is eventually i'm just i want to get over and be with my fiance in yeah of course so i started to put up some of my ribbons and i was like you know what i i'm gonna need to take them down anyway so why don't i just save them and then when i eventually get to england i can make this huge like um wall of ribbons and because we're already gonna have i I think we're already gonna have issues with where i'm gonna put all of my stuff um getting it over there is gonna be your big challenge i i I mean so long as i I probably i'm gonna have to put all of the jody stuff in a a separate suitcase or yeah or just ship it over there you'll probably have to ship it over it'll be cheaper yeah no no questions asked um definitely but really for when you go to galley it is all about the experiences and that is you know the cosplay meetups yes, the, yes. Um, if you can go to them the um the, the little snack meet and greets which again are just so i mean you really you only get five minutes with every performer but still that's five that's five good minutes i mean there was a guy who was coming around um who basically we uh he dubbed himself the master for the night okay who was the five minute like um you know gave you who was giving the warnings out and i can't remember who it was but there was someone who came over and they had like been they had been fiddling with something or they hadn't had their full five minutes and I was like, no, 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 no. You got to give us a little more time. This person did not get full time. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I should, I should mention. Actors. I, okay. I'm going to mention real quick though, that uh, Gallifrey One's Miracle on 34th Street is already set for February 16th to 18th, 2024 at the Marriott Los Angeles Airport Hotel. And I should, I'm going to let my listeners know that hotel is already booked out for that weekend. Uh, people have already made their reservations a year ahead of time. Um, oh, yeah. And the ticket prices will be the same as this year. So $125 for the adult full weekend, $75 for the teen full weekend, and $35 for the child 3 to 11. So uh, the uh, processing fee will be added. And of course, they will be selling tickets via member solutions again, not Eventbrite. So that's important to know. I am um, already I'm already booked for that. Um because I share a room every year that I go, but oh, fantastic. Uh, actually, I was going to ask just to tell tell the listeners what is the cost of attending Galley One. I mean, we we got the ticket at one hundred and twenty five uh, with hotel, flights, food. What what is a user is going to be putting out? Not not including buying autographs or anything like that. Just the basic travel um, lodging. For and, me, it was uh, because I a because I stayed with somebody. That helps. Um, yes. That cut the cost in half. Right. So for me, a lo- and you said um, with the weekend ticket, it's about $700. Okay. That's, that seems about right. If you go, if you do what I did, we're getting into the 13, 1400. Okay. That sounds um, about right. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at that myself, and I thought that's that's about what it's going to cost, especially now with flight flight costs are up due to uh, 
you know, economic issues, of course. And the hotels, uh, there are hotels around LAX too. So you don't have to stay at the uh, actual convention hotel. So that's that's one nice thing. But uh, the hotel's already booked out, it looks like. I looked at that this morning and I'm like, wow, already it's already full. The, but, um, just... It's, it's, and I think next year, what I'm going to do, depending on who comes, if they get Joe, if, especially if they get Jody, um, but just depending on who they get as their headliners, um, I'm going for the whole TARDIS pass. Okay. And TARDIS pass includes everyone's autograph, everyone's photograph, um, like it's it's this whole big to do it doesn't include the drink meetups okay but um that's close to 800 900 dollars okay somewhere between 700 and 900 dollars for the for the tardis pass okay if jody's there i can i'll make the money back that's a, yeah <laughs> um that's that is 100 percent going to happen and i felt so because i went to literally everything mm -hmm. Jody went to, and I'm sure, I'm sure there were a lot of other people and I'm thinking, oh my God, she thinks I'm this crazy, you know, hopefully she doesn't think that I'm this crazy. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Fan. He, the, <laughs> I think what a lot of people, the thing is I am a crazy 13th doctor fan. I love Jody Whitaker. Mm -hmm. I love her in adult life skills. Her black mirror episode was amazing. She is phenomenal. It's the 13th oh, yeah. doctor who changed my life. And, and she is the 13th doctor. And I had that moment of like, oh God, I'm not going to be able to differentiate from the two of them. And I'm like, no, I actually am. No, you will. I was like, you will. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going anyone who knows me. I, I am. I'm out there. I am weird. I am crazy. I am hyper. <laughs> I am. And you, you've had, to, you've, you've seen that firsthand. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know we travel, uh, she and I, we, uh, Katie and I traveled of course down to Doctoberfest last year. And, uh, not only was that a fun weekend, she won the costume contest. So, I mean, it was, yes. it was quite a, quite a fun. And that was the first, um, uh, the first ever Doctoberfest. And of course, uh, just a just a, remind the listeners next year's Doctoberfest will be an in-person convention with in-person guests. So um, I, I am a confirmed guest for yes. Doctoberfest. Um, I know about there. I, there's so I, I can't, I can't talk about the rest of it because I know of other people that are coming. They're just waiting on signed contracts and official releases, right, right. but there will be other people there, which will be nice. And here's the other thing that'll be nice too. I have, we have a dedicated room for the uh, Doctor Who collectibles and um, uh, El Pagan, of course, and I will be sharing that room with his costumes and scripts and uh, things. And of course, my my setup too, which will be pretty, oh. pretty impressive. I guess I was told it was pretty impressive last year. So, <laughs> um, I mean, even for, for what it was last year, it was yeah. so much fun. Oh, it was great fun. It was a lot of fun to, to be down there. And uh, uh, there were there were other there were some other wonderful people there that that made it a very nice weekend. And uh, and of course, just the the opportunity to present 
uh, twice was really nice. And I said, be, oh, yeah. be on the same program with Sadie Miller and David Howe. It was wonderful. So it was, it was just really nice to have that option. But of course we did a lot, all the guests were in via zoom, which was kind of neat. And, and, um, and of course, don't forget if you go uh, take the shuttle to uh, who North America and see yes. the actual museum uh, oh. that, of stuff. And what, what made me pretty uh, proud was the fact that, uh, uh, Kevin, who runs the, uh, the the store down there, said, "You know, I noticed in your setup here, you've got a, a Dennis Fisher Cyberman with a box. I've got three Cybermen, no box." I said, "Oh, so I've got something you don't." Oh, <laughs> how come you couldn't find a box? He goes, "Never came up in my searches." I said, "Well, I got to show you how to do better search." So we, we oh, actually, I uh, we talked, and don't, he's got, don't get me start. Oh my god. Yeah how to do a better search and find what you're looking for. It's a, it's a, things come up all the time. It's just, it's really quite amazing when you're when, on this uh, for, for me, of course, this 43 year uh, journey of collecting Dr. Who started in 1981. I didn't even know I was doing it in 1981, but um, we ended up, you know, of course, ending up opening, opening a store uh, in Chicago and, and turning it into a tur turn. Eventually that, that kind of, regenerated into Chicago TARDIS down the line. So that's where that came from. It's really quite amazing to me when I read about it in Red, White and Who and all that. It's like, wow, that actually happened. But um, it's, uh, by the way, this was a Christmas present. This uh, oh, I love sweatshirt. It. It's just with the new, with the newer logo. Of course, they're going back to the, to the lodge logo. The, uh, yes. the diamond logo will be back. And that's, that, that, that's so refreshing to us older folks mm. who, who grew up with uh, Tom Baker and Tom, Tom Baker in his nineties now. So, um, but still doing the part and uh, still doing it for big finish and, they're still coming out with some wonderful things. Get him, Chicago Tardis for the if you're gonna. Oh, get we can't. Him. He he won't travel anymore, unfortunately. Uh, William Russell is 98 and he's still traveling. So I I, I know Tom is very very uh, um, weak these days. Okay. So he he's not even signing autographs anymore. Um, his autograph shop is shut down. Okay. Um, but uh, that's because uh, I got I got a couple of those through him through the mail, which was really nice. He was very, you know, I got them all I could. I met him back in 84. Um, very nice man. Uh, met all the doctors from two to eight. I have not met any of the newer people because they don't come to Chicago. So right. <laughs> unless unless they go to C2E2 or something like that, like David Tennant's been to C2E2. Right, right, um, right, right. But oh, uh, that's. You know, and yes, it's a lot of David, oh my god i actually i literally i kid you not i was tweeting yeah. i tweeted or i instagram messaged left a comment on uh, richard price and i was like look i'm telling you if we could get you to chicago tardis i will take you up and they, and you can take your suit if they if they let you do this i will take you around chicago as a cyberman um <laughs> let's like, stop him <laughs> you know Take a Cyberman to let's go to the Museum of Nat. Let's go. Let's go to the Field Museum. Let's let's go to the aquarium. Let's, let's go. Let's upgrade the masses. <laughs> oh, my God. Getting I want if I could get I want a photo of um, and for those of you who have never been to Chicago, one of our um, along with our hot dogs, our icon is Garrett's popcorn. Of course, Garrett's popcorn. So yes. if I could get a Cyberman in front of Garrett. Garrett's popcorn. Holding a bag of Garrett's popcorn and trying to eat it. 
I mean, Lauren, I, Lauren Cornelius wants me to figure out a way to ship her Chicago pizza because she's hooked. <laughs> oh, oh, God. They, I actually, they, they actually got a pizza delivered to the hotel and they were they were just digging into it going. This is the best thing ever. I'm like this, that Giordano's deep dish. Pizza. Oh, I have I have mixed feelings. Yeah. I here's the thing. I will take any anyone from Doctor Who who says I want to go to Chicago and I want to try your food. I'll take you. I just I don't know if I'll eat the deep. I'm not a deep dish pizza. Girl. Yeah. Shameful. Well, when I was on with Jason Miller, who does the uh, Doctor Who Literature podcast, he and I went back and forth because he's from New York. So we discussed pizza at great length. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I favor like I it was it was John. Who was it? John Stewart, who said Chicago pizza is not pizza. It's a right. bread bowl with tomato sauce. That's exactly what Jason told me. <laughs> It's a, it's a, I'm sorry. I will go. I was born and raised in Chicago, but yeah, yeah. Kill hurt me if I'm wrong. But it's a it's a bread bowl. I don't. It mind, is. It is a I bread don't bowl. Mind puffy. I don't mind puffy dough. Like if you go to Disney, anyone who's been to Disney World knows the pillow puffy comes out of the machine pizza. But at least I know that I'm still getting something that slightly resembles pizza. This is this is bread. This is bread that's been soaked in there. And there's nothing wrong with bread soaked in tomato sauce, but I want to know I'm getting bread soaked in tomato sauce. I'm not getting pizza. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, um, just, just, uh, just while, while we were talking, I just got an update here on season 14 filming. So I'm going to share a couple things here. Go ahead. Go ahead. That have never happened here. This is uh, coming up here. Uh, the filming process is uh, they're using technology that Marvel films uses. Um, which means they're going to be, you're going to be seeing things you've never seen before. TARDIS flight scenes that'll blow your mind. Um, Chewie Gatwa's costume has been somewhat revealed. There's still, yeah, he's got two of them now. Two costumes. And of course, the, uh, the meep, the meep meeps will be back uh, from the, from the comic book. Uh, just, just an amazing thing. So right now the film filming is in progress and, um, it is, it's going extremely well. The new, I guess there'll be three stories that will be aired this November with the, uh, the David Tennant trilogy of stories leading to his regeneration to the 14th doctor or the 15th doctor now, I guess, uh, as, as we're going to call him. And, this is still weird to me because when I was a kid, they, they said he only had 13 lives. So having doctor number 15 is still ringing around my head going, okay, yeah, we've changed the rules. We're going to go full tilt, but that was just uh, announced on Cultbox, So you can check out cultbox.co.uk for more information on that. Um, anyway, my guest was Katie Haynes, the wonderful, wonderful Katie Haynes, who's uh, traveled with me. She's uh, um, been with me at conventions. We, we've become really good friends and she's also a staple on this program. So if you get this podcast, you get Katie usually three or four times a year. <laughs> Katie, oh, thank my, you. oh my God. I'm your Fraser Hines. You're my Fraser Hines. Of course, Fraser <laughs> Hines is on every program. He sings the theme song, but uh, and um, I've actually got him singing the theme song. Um, he he actually uh, sent me a video clip of him just singing the song and talking about it. And I thought, well, what a wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, <laughs> and of course, it, uh, and, and Chicago Tardis, he actually acted as a mule for me because I had bought um, a very special item that the guy wouldn't ship to the United States. So I managed to get it to David J. Howe. And David lives 
really close to Fraser Hines. So he said, I'll give it to Fraser and Fraser will take it to Chicago. So, so, so I texted Fraser and I said, Fraser, uh, he's like, yeah, I got this for you. I have no idea what's in it, but meet me downstairs. I'll give it to you. And he goes, he goes, open that thing up. I want to see what you got. So what it was, uh, it was a, a unbound proof of Dr. Who and the gunfighters signed by Donald. Ooh. It's the, the flat pages with some of the editor marks and for the target book. It's oh up my god uh but it's it's really quite something and of course i had to explain away the cover because the cover was the uh the typesetting company that oh, okay. did it because somebody was like wait a minute i thought it was wh allen i said well wh allen's the publisher but they sent it out for typesetting usually it's handwritten it was handwritten or typed and then they would typeset it for the book process which was an old process they don't do that anymore but um and then donald cotton was the author of the gunfighters and he signed the the proof and it, it's now in my collection so that's so fraser was like oh that's pretty cool i said yeah sorry it's not one of your stories so he goes oh. he goes nope before my time <laughs> but the gunfighters did have peter purvis in it and we recently had peter on the program so make sure that you go back and check that out um anyway katie was my guest tonight thank you so much for being on the program katie i really appreciate uh, you being here and of course we'll have you back soon absolutely i love every single second we get to talk thank you the vervoids are probably the best dirty joke in Doctor Who. They're hermaphroditic plants. A lot of plants are. So there you Literally. go. That's it's based on science. No, they'll ship anything. They're probably eleven and handle shippers out there. You just have to drill a hole where his mouth is, and you're all set. You know yeah. he needs the room. I've seen it in pictures. I'm not saying you're not a fan. I'm saying you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Doctor Who gives a a drunken Doctor Who podcast for the end times. You are invited on an adventure across all of time and space, in a completely random order. It's the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. Jump in the TARDIS with your hosts, Eric Goldbranson, Asad Khashki, and Matthew Kressel. Explore Doctor Who TV stories, audio adventures, and books, both novels and non-fiction. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. It's the entire Hooniverse. On Shuffle. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a member of the Direction Point Network and is available about once a month wherever you find your podcasts. You are listening to the Doctor Who Collectors podcast. Keep collecting. Hi, I'm Rupert Booth. I am known as Paul Ferry. And my name is Barry Williams. Together, we host Time Ram. Time Ram's a cruel mistress. It's a random number generator. That also. We roll a number from 1 to 13, and that's our doctor. Then 1 to 300 for the story, and then we ram them together. Even if it doesn't make sense. Cruel, I tell you. Time round. Putting the wrong doctors in the wrong stories, so you don't have to. You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Hello, fellow time travelers, and welcome to the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the only podcast to discuss, in story order, all the Doctor Who novelizations. My name is Tony Whit, and every two weeks or so, I'm joined by a two- to three-person discussion panel, including our so-called expert, who's been a Who fan since 1979. That would be me. We also get the views of intermediate, casual, and novice fans who either have never seen the show or who have never read these books until these podcasts, including Dalton Hughes and Alison Fitzsafried. 
You can find us on iTunes, Stitchers, or wherever you find good podcasts, or even ones like ours. You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast on the Direction Point Podcast Network. Keep collecting! my travelings throughout the universe, I have battled against evil, against power-mad conspirators. I should have stayed here. The oldest civilization, decadent, degenerate, and rotten to the core. Power-mad conspirators, Daleks from Tarans, Cybermen. They're still in the nursery compared to us. Ten million years of absolute power. That's what it takes to be really corrupt. And now it's time for the most outrageous offer. The most outrageous offer is a Doctor Who collectible or related item that is priced way above where it should be as far as, um, you know, whether or not you can get it for a lot cheaper, a lot less expensive, or or there's so many out there that the prices uh, aren't that close together. Uh, so in this case here, this price is way above where the average is and so i want to address that so the the item in question here is doctor who empire of death by david bishop this was published by bbc books in 2004 um i do not do not have a copy of this in my collection but um this is a seller from the united kingdom in liverpool from dsm books a seller online since september of 2015 with only a three out of five star rating so obviously there's some issues here with the seller um, I didn't go into that. I'll, I'll take a look in a moment, see what that's about. Anyway, they're asking for the cop for a good, very good condition copy of this book, one thousand one hundred fifty-seven dollars and seventy-nine cents, uh, with twenty-four thirty-nine shipping to the United States. So that's that's a bit high. Also, the amount here is questionable. Of course, uh, that's probably a conversion here. So if it's in, uh, let's see. You know, pounds, it would be 949 pounds and 56. So it's it's a, it's a, a very suspect price. Um, let's take a look here at the seller. It looks like a look, look like a completion rate is the problem here. So they had uh, they had a problem with the seller um, doing that. And I don't see any reviews here, so they don't really post these up here. This was found on eBooks. Um, and so I did some research here and you can find this book. Obviously it's a collectible book, so the price is a little bit higher than what um, it usually was, but you can. it looks like the average cost for this book is about $59. So we found another copy here on uh, eBay. I'll buy it now. Actually another copy, excuse me, another copy on eBooks here, uh, same condition for $65.53 within the United States free shipping. So that's also one good one. We found one on Amazon.com, paperback copies, um, for as low as $49.99, um, up to $51.94. And then there was a copy on eBay here, the buy it now price of $49.90 from Books for Ages with a 99.4% feedback. So clearly the $1,100 price tag is miles above where it should be. There's no reason to spend $1,100 on this book. In fact, um, a lot of times, and I didn't do it this time, but I, I will send a message to the uh, person. I did this in the last episode. I sent a message saying, hey, did you mean to put it there? And they said, oh, thanks for that. We'll fix it. And then they never fixed it. So it's still there. Um, 
And then, of course, I post these links on the website at DrWhoCollectors.com in case you think I'm making this stuff up. I can't. But I also have, um, I, have uh, I have copies I've printed out, and I usually try to take screen grabs, too, so you can see what it looks like uh, in case the, uh, the page disappears. Sometimes the page disappears. But um, that's just crazy. Don't don't spend that kind of money. You know, if you really want a copy of this book, it can be had for a lot less. Um, and again, my my theory here, which isn't my theory, it's the theory that was put out here by uh, Mr. David J. Howe, that they don't actually have the book in stock, that they're hoping that you'll buy it from them and then they'll buy it from somebody else and then ship it to you directly. And that's uh, kind of a, you know, really shady business practice in my opinion you know if if i put something up for sale on on our ebay page we have the the item in in our possession we're not trying to you know gouge you but anyway that is our most outrageous offer and that wraps up the doctor who collectors podcast for this episode i want to thank my very special guest miss katie haynes who was here with us it was a great conversation talking about gallifrey one 33 and a third um don't forget gallifrey one uh the next one the uh you know whenever a bell rings and a weeping angel loses its wings or something like that so be sure to you know keep in touch with that on gallifrey one tickets do sell out very quickly for that uh and that so now our next episode uh is one that everybody's been waiting for uh my conversation with tasha achilleos will be the next episode and we will be talking about the late chris achilleos his life his art and what's going to happen with his print shop and i think that's a very important question that needs to be asked so for that and again thanks for listening you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts and keep collecting Doctor Who Podcast Network.